We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. We seek blessings upon the Prophet and many more and many more. All right. We are back in our Euthyphro. And I think we are... Anybody remember exactly where we are? No. This is where I think we are. Let me figure out how to show it to all y'all. So let's put this here as well. So, no. I think it was a one-liner with a true. Like right here? Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. Okay. So what sort of differences creates enmity and anger? Yes, this is exactly what I want to look for. And so, so here, suppose, for example, that you and I, my good friend, differ about a number. Do differences of this sort make us enemies and set us at variance with one another? Do we not go at once to arithmetic? and put an end to them by a sum true. So again, what is the overall question? What is piety? And then piety is that which the gods love. Impiety is that which they hate. And then he's saying, well, the gods contradict each other. So then how do we figure that out? Okay. And that's where we start to getting into an appreciation of our understanding of Allah Ta'ala in, in our deen and such. Okay. So let's see who should we whom should we make? Uh, let's see. How about Bilal? Why don't you be Socrates and Amen? Why don't you be Euthyphro? So let's start with yes, Socrates. I thought so. Okay. Let's... <clears throat> yes, Socrates. I've never seen, I've never seen Omar without his glasses. He was like he looked like a real hero. Mashallah. Wow. I was like, who is this handsome man? He's Oof. Superman. Mashallah, yeah. Super Give people what that. they want. Yeah. <laughs> Super Sheikh, for yeah. sure. Mashallah. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that, Eamon. Continue. No worries. Uh, yes, Socrates, I thought so. It was certainly said. Hey, Bilu, you're uh, on mute. My bad. And further, Euthyphro, the gods were admitted to have enmities and hatreds and differences. Yes, that was also said. Oh, I'm having a... Uh, is anybody else having trouble hearing Bill or is it just me? Yeah. No, no, I, I'm also, I also can't hear him. I too cannot hear him clearly. Hither to four. Go. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's going in and out. You're cutting up, bro. One second. How about now? All right. Uh, say, read the sentence again. And what sort of difference creates enmity and anger? 
There he loud is. and clear, loud and clear, Marshall. Right, that's good. Suppose, for example, that you and I, my good friend, differ about a number. The differences of this sort make us enemies and set us at variance with one another. Or do we not go at once to arithmetic and put an end to them by a sum? True. Or suppose that we differ about magnitudes. Do we not quickly end the differences by measuring? Very true. And we end a controversy about heavy and light by resorting to a waiting machine. To be sure. Oh, that's a long one. <laughs> but what differences are there which cannot be thus decided and which therefore make us angry and set us at enmity with one another? I dare say the answer does not occur, occur to you at the moment. And therefore, I will suggest with these enmities arise when the matters of difference are the just and unjust, good and evil, honorable and dishonorable. Are not these the points about which men differ and about which when we were unable satisfactorily to decide our differences, you and I and all of us quarrel. When do we quarrel? Mm -hmm. Yes, Socrates, the nature of the differences about which we quarrel is such as you describe. Okay, pause for a second. <clears throat> at which point does a quarrel become a quarrel? Meaning, at which point does a disagreement become an argument? So let's say you're on Hajj, right? Where, you know, you're in Ihram, you're not supposed to be disagreeing and all that stuff. When does it, when does, uh, let's say you're buying something. At which point does haggling become an inappropriate argument? How would you answer this question? Um, could you say maybe when um, there's no more room for any flexibility in whatever you want? Yeah. So suppose... Uh, I, Fezan is selling something. Let's say he is selling what? What do you guys picture Fezan selling? Okay, dates. cocaine. Dates. Right. Okay, let's be, let's be halal. He's selling dates. Okay. And then I say to Fezan, all right, I'll give you a hundred bucks for this. Fezan says 200. Okay. And then I'm like, ah, oh, he wants to negotiate. So I say, I will give you 125, okay? And then Fezan says, 200, same price. If I say 150, I've started arguing. Why? Why is that an argument? Because Fezan's basically established his point right that he's not willing to change from yeah, 200 that the price is fixed so me pushing him on it is technically a fight is an argument is a quarrel so that's how subtle it is it must how, be really good cocaine inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> only, the, only the best you know so, so that's why he could negotiate so so uh, have I given you my my model of uh, of Islamic learning? In fact, we can just look right here and see if I gave it a long time ago. Not here, not here, not here, not here, not here, not here. 
Start here. Oh, I think right you've here. done it. There it is. Yeah. So these two rectangles that to the right is my suggestion on how we commonly teach the dean in our society. So a lot of theology, a lot of law, and a lot of trivia. And my suggestion, the bottom part here, these bottom three, this is your relationship with the law. And then this big rectangle is your relationship with people. So all you need is a tiny amount of theology. And by tiny amount, I mean a couple paragraphs. Here's the Shahada, Iman Mufassal, Iman Mujmal, meaning we believe in Allah, the angels, the books, the messengers, so forth and so on. We, we believe in Allah with all of his attributes and his commands and fulfill and intent to fulfill them. And then a little bit more beyond that. And then the amount of fiqh you need is actually very little. In most cases, the wholesome choice is your shari'i answer. But if there's a question you need an answer to, you go to an expert. So, for example, one of the questions uh, I have right now is uh, that, okay, you, you, you all know we're doing like a Loyola Umrah trip. And and so you all know this seriously. So word spreads. Okay. In any case, one of the questions that I received was, "All right, if a woman's going and she winds up, her period starts. How does that play out? What do we do?" Right. And because we're talking about Umrah, a lay person does not need to know the answer to that question. You go to an expert to find an answer. So, and and then a certain amount of tazkia needing to know some principles on how to purify your heart, most of which is acts of worship anyway. Okay. But then what I'm suggesting for your consideration is most of your practice of Islam is in the realm of relationships. And even I don't, though I don't have it written here, a major aspect of relationships is causing reconciliation. That's a very huge aspect for which we don't find very much effort in our community. And even think not just the Muslim community, but think about how polarized our overall society is. And a central part of that is nobody's working towards reconciliation. You know, the people on the right, people on the left, people on one issue, people on the other issue, conservative, liberal, so forth and so on. And nobody is talking. And so a lot of what we've just read in this in the document on the left is this whole point of enmity and anger. And then how do you resolve the, the differences? And so point for your consideration, yeah, there it is, I said it, is that a major part of Islam in general, and now I can't scroll, I've lost the Dutch. A major part of Islam in general There it is. It is relationships. This is a point I've been making since the beginning. And it'll load up any second now, give or take, inshallah. And a major part of relationships is reconciliation. 
So right now, underneath where it says 1128, imagine you have Islam and the arrow pointing to relationships and an arrow pointing from that to relationships. And hopefully it'll appear any moment soon, late, hopefully, hopefully. In any case, but wait. Is there another way? Oh, here it goes. There it is. Boom. So. <clears throat> and so the question for all of us in our individual capacity, what type of effort are we putting in towards building reconciliation? Because we probably all know cases of people that are in enmity with each other. Uh, perhaps in our personal lives, but online, definitely. But online, I don't know what we can do for that. Um, I mean, online, it's like people, you know, almost find joy in fighting. But in our personal lives, the question for each and every one of us is, what type of effort am I putting in to forge reconciliation? This, for your consideration, is one of the highest places of Bodhaka. The person who does this type of work. Why? Why would that follow? What do you think? The lack of it is so detrimental to families and communities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's really that simple. That you are saving the Ummah. Right? You find that the Prophet, peace be upon him, it warns against division because that's how the greatest nations in history fall apart. Now, this doesn't mean you're going to reconcile like Sunni and Shia or something like that, right? But most issues are literally <laughs> personal relationships, communication problems and such. Okay. Second point, second question. A lot of what's being discussed here is anger. And again, I'm writing this on my, my iPadification here. Hopefully it'll appear. Oh, there it is, mashallah. Okay. What causes anger? Why do we get angry? How did you answer this question? Uh, frustration. Okay. And like an inability to control something, I guess. Okay. So the that's situation. what you'd say is frustration is the inability to control something or what yeah like i don't know i don't know it just seems very i guess it what i would say confidently is just seems related to the ego okay okay so give me a definition or a description of what is frustration because yeah i think anger is a an expression of frustration how'd you answer that question He's like, right now, I'm getting frustrated trying to answer this question. <laughs> Whatever I'm feeling. When you're not getting the, when you're not getting the outcome you desire? Mm -hmm. yeah. Or your ego's not getting the outcome it desires? So, not getting desired outcome or result. All right. What else? And again, this is what I just wrote. So it'll appear any moment now, inshallah, give or take. What's another type or cause 
of anger. What about like being envious? Would that be a cause of anger? I'd say absolutely. What else? And what is envy? Envy is when someone else has something that either you wish you have or you wish they didn't. What else? Could you also say like being powerless or would you say that falls into one of the others? I'd say uh, it's an expression of, of uh, all these are expressions. So expression of powerlessness. Related to that. Uh, so it's very, very common among Daisies and Arabs, for example, where the default disposition is anger. And I think the deeper point that's being that's being made, akin to Shazan's point, is the innate sense of having no power. So anger becomes your attempt at showing power to compensate for the feeling of powerlessness. Make sense? Or what else? This is probably linked to frustration, but I was thinking disappointment can also lead to, especially self-anger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Disappointment. Again, I don't know what I'm doing wrong this time for why it's not operating. Yep. Uh, not having like a certain, uh, like a need fulfilled like an emotional need. Mm -hmm. So unmet need. Don't laugh at me over. I mean, are you talking to that or murder this over? No, no, I wouldn't talk to you. I was talking to Mokes. Mashallah, such group. respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? Headphone, headphones over. What else is anger? I'm trying to like, uh, you know, think of like, I guess, um, expressions of righteous anger, you okay. know, because we're told like that you can use your anger in, in like a good way. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how to express it in a way that doesn't fall into any of those. So... Of the Sahaba, which one do we associate with anger? Huh? Omar? Omar? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so can you think of any case where he's getting angry because someone's insulting him? No. In fact, the, there's opposite cases where, like, someone was insulting him and they were angry and he was patient with them. And he's like, yeah, you shouldn't be saying this, right? But you can find a bunch of cases where he's getting angry over matters of fulfilling the deen. So that would be perhaps a righteous anger.
if you go through the entire corpus of Hadith, you probably find the Prophet, peace be upon him, over the course of two dozen years, getting angry maybe half a dozen times. Okay. What's the most famous of them all? It's, you'll be like, oh, yeah, of course. Was it the Battle of Ahud when the archers left the. the I don't know if you got angry there. Mm. You know. Easy, really, really easy example. You'd be like, oh, yeah, of course. A'udhu billahi min shaitan rajim. Right, he frowned and turned away. Okay. And try to even imagine, on the side point, the prophet's frown to the blind man. So the blind man didn't see the frown. Okay. I suspect his frown was probably so subtle that a person with eyes probably wouldn't even notice the frown either. Okay. But there are other cases where he's getting angry or flustered Anybody, can anybody think of any other examples? So one is the big long hadith of Ka'b bin Malik. So Ka'b bin Malik went on every single expedition with the Prophet, peace be upon him. And then after the conquest of Mecca, the way he describes it is that he has this cloak that he started getting attached to. And then the Muslims were called to go on an expedition. I want to say it was Tabuk, but I don't remember exactly. Kaab didn't go. And the prophet's asking, where's Kaab? Right. And Kaab stayed back, had no excuse. Now, keep in mind, he went on every single expedition before that. And Kaab is narrating the Hadith. He says, when I look at the prophet, like he'd have this like still expression looking at me. Okay. And it was tormenting him so much him and these two other guys, that they just start wailing. In some narrations, they're like tied to trees and such. And they're just wailing, hoping for the forgiveness. And then he gets forgiven. And he's super, super happy. But there, the prophet, what we might say, peace be upon him, was disappointed that Kaab didn't go. Another is this moment where some people, the prophet is on the, pul on the pulpit, on the minbar. And some people are asking some basic questions and he's answering them. Some people are asking more questions and he's answering them. Then people started asking questions like, who's my father? And then the prophet is getting flustered by these questions. And then Omar sees this. And then Omar says something like, you know, I bear witness there is no God but Allah, Muhammad's a messenger. Like they basically shut down the whole argument and such. Totally shut down the whole conversation. That's another one. Um, um, let's see, what are some more? Where the prophet would, would you say like when um when they were betrayed by Banu Kureyda, like did he show anger when he found that out and they had to do the I, ruling to I wouldn't be surprised if he was disappointed, but I don't recall. Right? I don't recall uh him being angry in that moment. And chances are that he's expecting it to happen anyway. You know. But again, There's, the point uh, being yeah. go ahead. There's the famous one of Abu Bakr getting angry and saying kind of like a very insulting thing, but I don't know if the Prophet was angry at that time mm -hmm. when he said that, like prior to it or anything like that. Mm -hmm. cool. um, there's the guy who complains to the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, I'm not going to pray behind this guy. Why? Because he recites Al-Baqarah. 
And then the prophet says, okay, you're going to turn people away with your piety. Right. And so you got people who are weak and old behind you. So don't pray such long prayers. And I think I might have mentioned this last week. I'm literally having this moment with our MSA guys who they insist on praying in Jama'ah. Uh, but then they wait forever for the Jama'ah. And then they do these super long surahs, right? And so Asr, which could take five minutes, takes about 25 minutes, right? Including the wait, including the, oh, it's not time yet, right? You know, so I literally brought up this point. You guys are going to turn people away, like me, you know, from, from the Musala. So. Do, they, do they also do the Lambi Lambi Sunnat like a nun used to do? <laughs> Lambi Lambi Sunnat, okay, yeah. I was okay. fasting. I was fasting too. Okay? Okay. It wasn't just Lumbi. For those of you guys who don't know, your your old YM brothers can can draw your attention to one of the greatest of all YouTube videos. All right, a point I'd like you to consider, separate from righteous anger, <clears throat> is that all of these above righteous angers, all of these are angers where you're basically seeking justice. or fairness. And so anger becomes the powerless person's expression of trying to force justice. What do y'all think? Does it work? Okay. Second point I'd like you to consider, specifically in the context of envy, That envy is the cause of nearly all wrongdoing. Outside of those things where it's just your appetite. Yeah. So you have those wrong things that I might do because my appetite is calling and I give in to my appetite. Yeah. But then in terms of social conflict, uh, in just about every example you can think of, you will probably find envy somewhere in the story. The ultimate conflict is what? The devil's mission to take us down. So we commonly teach the surface of the story, which is what? That the devil hid behind arrogance, right? Yeah. But why is the devil making these choices? I don't know what you're saying. Uh, okay, hold on. I will be right back. All right, guys, let's party. Let's do it. Anand was like, Omar saying Omar. <laughs> I thought he was talking to the teacher for a second. <laughs> What's happening? What did Tucker was up for like that? Yeah, <laughs> like, you know too much, bro. I told you too much. I only talked to my first shit. Omar Mopeep. Like Shut the hell up, but man, be quiet. Same, same, same. All right, uh, I'm on number two. Teach us. <laughs> Shazan, oh, Shazan has a longer beard, bro. Shazan has to teach us. He has the no, longest no, beard here, bro. His beard. Do you not notice his head? Dude, he has the oh piety of. He just came back. Mashallah. He just came back from sweet, sweet Medina. <laughs> Mashallah. For real? Did you? Yeah, he did. Omar, yeah, there. I just came up. Yeah, I Listen, it's okay, bro. 30 day Jamaat are just as good. <laughs> Sorry about that. Someone who's trying to get into the office. 
So, <clears throat> so the point being that what was the devil's story? That you can argue that his issue is actually he was jealous that Allah chose him, chose Adam, peace be upon him, as the Khalifa rather than him. Likewise, the angels, not being jealous, are confused why is Allah creating humans when he already has them. Okay. And if you look at the depiction of the angels in our tradition versus the jinn, and in particular the devil in our tradition, the angels are often depicted as hyper-rational, purely rational. The jinns are often depicted as emotional. Okay. Now, what I'd like you to consider your assignment for next time is go through all of our big stories of conflict in the Quran that you can think of and see if you can find envy somewhere in there. Musa and Pharaoh, peace be upon him, Nuh and his people, Ad and Thamud, so forth and so on. Go through these stories. And without trying to force it into the story, see if you can find envy in the story. Make sense? And then returning us to the point <clears throat> that my suggestion, one of the primary responsibilities and thus primary sources of baraka in community work is reconciliation, which often means if we put this together, you're responding to people and their envy. So, but that's the assignment for next time, inshallah. Go through the Quran, see whatever conflict you can find, Bani Israel and Musa salam. see if envy is somewhere in these stories. And if you believe it is not, then also argue that too. But my suggestion is that you'll find it, not in all the stories, but you find it in most of the stories. But then the question is, whom is being envied. Okay, any questions? Alrighty then, we will stop here and then we will continue step by step going through Yuthafro. Alrighty. Fezan, any announcements? Uh, no, I still have um on the group and um, I'd love for us to be able to um, maybe coordinate one day in person um, either at the ICNA Center or some other central location. So I just want to put that out there uh, in case uh, Professor Muzaffar, if there's a day that works better for you where you have kind of a longer um, time span or it's on the way it's on the way home, not on the way home, uh, we yeah, are so, definitely open to uh Basically, next week is our last week of classes. Okay. And then after that, I will have a ton of flexibility. So even potentially, if you want to do the same time slot, maybe even two Mondays from now. Okay. And then you can discuss it with everybody else, and then we can see if that gets confirmed or not. So would that yeah. be the 12th? That would be the 12th, yeah. Would we be able to meet at, like, Loyola? I mean, that... you're, you're all welcome here, you know. If you want to meet here, you know, even for the whole class together, that's even fine by me. That's, I think... For that, we would just probably extend the class even from 30 minutes to an hour or even longer. I keep it at 30, you know, to keep it as a nice, simple dose for everybody. Yeah, I'll send out some options in the group. Like, initially when the group started, there was a lot more suburbanites in the group. And so, uh, you know, without quarreling, I felt like we had a stronghold and you know, we could just use that. <laughs>
We have numbers now, Faison. Faison really thought. He really thought. <laughs> like, who here? Who here is from the city? Like, like right I now. Think, I think right now most people on the call are from the city. Oh wow. Eamon, you're yeah, nearby. Like Omar, you're nearby. Bilal, are you near near Loyola? Yeah, I'm by. Uh, if you remember, Khan Building was. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. No, actually, I'm moving. I'm by uh, AIC now. Oh, mashallah. AIC is about to be sold. Yeah. yeah for real? The building is. And they're going to build this super high-rise old people home. So, Dang, didn't know about that. So AIC is about to cash in a lot of money. A lot of money. Let's, uh, let's negotiate, Omer. Just don't quarrel. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm open to anything, though. Okay. So I'll just wait but, to, to hear from you But guys. I, I also <laughs> want justice. Mashallah. Such, yeah, such. Keep drinking. Keep drinking your water. Implementation. So. <laughs> Listen, Faison, if I get a good deal, if I get a good deal on that cocaine, bro, we can do it anywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Loyola Rambler Wolf mascot is outside my window, and I don't exactly understand what he's doing right now. And he's being chased by people in Loyola clothing. I don't know if they're playing. Now he's running upstairs, and I fear he's going to come here. Yo, that'd be hilarious. He's busting to your here. office. Yeah. He <laughs> walks in. He says, Pope Francis sends his best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, alrighty. Anything else? Oh, inshallah. Good to see you all. And then we will continue, inshallah, online next week. And then we'll see you about two weeks from now. Then. All right. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Nashadu illa ilaha illa anta. Nasta firuka. Wala tubi lake. May Allah tell the word you all. And we'll see you again, inshallah. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullah.